genre. Welcome to the New Republic Archives, where we discuss the history and legends of a galaxy far, far away. I'm Tim Garcia. And I'm Gary Roby. And we're doing a deep dive episode. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. Um, Was our last deep dive before Com... It was before Comic-Con. Yeah, it was a a while ago. Um, But we're back. Yeah, Um, it feels good to be back. It does. Uh, it's always good to consume some Star Wars content, especially Star Wars content that I have never seen before. Yes, yeah, same. Um, I was super hyped for this one. I don't know if I would consider myself super Not hyped. Not hyped, but, but like, uh, I left feeling better about it than I expected to. Yeah. Um, we should just tell people what we're, we're talking about today. Yeah, we are doing uh, the... We're doing Star Wars Droids. Yeah. Which was a animated show that was released in 1985 mm-hmm. that just basically about the adventures of R2 and 3PO. And it is set, f- what, 15 BBY? Does that sound right? I about, was going to ask think, you if you knew when it took um, place. I think I saw that that's when it takes place. Okay, um, that answers questions I had. I had. Like, I also had the same questions, which is why I looked it up. Um Okay before because i was yeah there were several several questions um <laughs> yeah so 15 years before a new hope uh this show takes place um it since it came out in 1985 it is well before any of the prequels were released yeah uh, so we so had no we, idea where they were or that who they belonged to other yeah. than captain antilles at one point in fi- yeah 15 years later um yeah. but uh yeah so um yeah, you mentioned you 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 enjoyed this. Yeah, you know, so for whatever reason, I don't know who to, I don't remember who is the source of this or who told me this or maybe it was just like because I looked at ratings on IMDb or something. But like I had it in my head that this was going to be worse than um, the Ewok show, which also pleasantly surprised me. I didn't expect to enjoy it. And then we talked about it and I was like, that was actually kind of a good time. Yeah. Um, but nah, this was way easier for me to like get into than Ewoks was. Uh, Ewoks felt like really long, those episodes. Yeah, uh, and it, I, talking I through agree. was good, but this is I, snappy in a way that I liked. It's very, um, I was actually, I was thinking as I was watching them how quickly everything happens. Yeah. I was like, man, we're just, we're just going. Like everything is just, just, uh, happening. Uh, which, which is great. Is, I appreciate great that. For a, I like having for... like a, this is where the, like we need to get to this point in this episode. Right. And so you're always having forward progression. Whereas Ewoks kind of like meanders and things happen. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this is very much a like action TV show. Ewoks. I'm not sure what it, I think it wanted to kind of be comedy. Kind of, I, I bet you the, the target demographic was probably a little bit older uh, for this one? For this one. Um, yeah, I think so, too. I think Ewoks wanted to be for maybe 
six to eight, maybe, you know, six yeah. to eight year olds. This was probably more for like nine to 11 year olds, something like that. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, so this, it, I mean, it, it does seem to be like a little bit more action focused and, you know, stuff's happening. Stuff's happening. Um, both Ewoks and droids uh, were released on the same day. Wow, uh, I didn't know that part. September 7th, 1985 was the first That's episode of both of them. Um, so it was definitely part of the same like marketing push, basically. Yeah. Can we make this? Can we make this work? So, yeah, Paul Dini invo- involved in both of them, as we discussed mm. on the Ewoks episode. Yeah. So it was years before uh, it, was a, it was a prequel. So uh-huh. a prequel before the prequel. And and yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed it. it. Like I said, it was a little little snappy. It was kind of silly and goofy sometimes, maybe not as much silly and goofy as I would have liked. <laughs> I like some oh, of the okay, yeah. I like I like some of the Ewok stuff because it is so kind of it's a little l- over the top. like yeah, a little over the top and silly. Yeah, especially the animation style. I believe it's it's very similar, uh, probably a little bit better, but uh, it's, it's very much very much better. But it's very similar to the holiday special. So I fi- I figured that was where I was mm. what we were gonna get. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But uh, no, it's it's better. So I it's I know it's weird for me to be like it's a little bit better than I wanted it to be, but it is yeah. <laughs> it is a little bit better yeah. than I uh, had anticipated. Uh, so, Same. Yeah. That was that was really the thing. Is like I had gone in expecting to like you know have a fun thing to like joke about on the podcast maybe, and then never return to. And I know it's only like fourteen episodes, but uh, yeah. I sat down to watch these and I was like, oh, this is actually fun. Yeah, um, there's well, there's two seasons of 13 episodes. So, oh, um, are there? Yeah. OK, oh, no, I know you're right. Only no, you're, lists... you're 100 percent right. Never mind. There's two seasons. One one, one episode for what season two season was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. We're only covering the first two episodes today. However, um, it appears that episode four features Boba Fett. Yeah, I saw that in the uh, in the stills on Disney Plus. Yeah, um, which is cool. There are some skeletons of things that would become something later, uh, maybe in the prequels. But yeah, overall, overall enjoyed it. Don't know how much more I'm going to watch, but um, yeah, we're a worthy entry into the archives. Well, this is the yeah, this is exactly the same thing. Like we finished Ewoks and I was like, maybe. And then it's been a month or two months and I haven't returned. So, yeah, I think that that says everything for us. But <laughs> well, we're also both very busy. So that is the, very true. That's the thing. And there's other stuff. Uh, specifically Star Wars stuff, which we can get into and the Bantha episode that we'll yeah, record I'm excited in for two the next weeks. Bantha episode. It's going to be great. But yeah, so um, let's just get into it. The first episode is called The White Witch. Mm-hmm. Directed by Ken Stevenson. Right. Written by Paul Souter. Peter Souter. Peter Souter has written a bunch of different um, like 80s cartoons, which is kind of cool. Ah, I didn't actually like click through to see what stuff he'd worked on. Yeah, he wrote um, he wrote like Inspector Gadget and oh uh, Care Bears and uh, okay. you know, some of yeah, those. Yeah, this makes he, this tracks. Yeah, um, and he's even continued working even on like Rolly Polioli and Rob the Robot and a bunch of stuff. So he's wow done that. Yeah, he, he continued to work into the early twenty tens. It looks like as as far as writing goes. Yeah. What did we? How do we feel? Well, you liked the episodes, so yeah, I thought it was fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely fun. It starts with uh, basically R2 and 3PO getting <laughs> on a desert out. planet. Oh, wait, before we get to the before we get uh-huh. to this. Sorry. Yes. Um, the intro song. 
I, le I was like, man, this is like extremely like, this is like an extremely rockin' intro song and it feels very much like the police. Like, I was like, this sounds like the police or someone like the police uh -huh. tried to do it. And I looked up who did it and it's freaking Stuart Copeland, who's the drummer for the police. Wow. I was like. Wow. That is astonishing. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, wow. OK, like that's the that's hilarious. I love that. It definitely. You, you nailed it right on the head. No, I was definitely like, I did not think it was someone from the police. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, this they're really like the trying police. to be the police with this song. <laughs> this is hilarious. Does that make it better or worse that it's actually someone from the police? Uh, much better, honestly. Okay. Like, that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got, yeah. That's they hilarious. got the right person. Yeah. Um, And he was actually, when this was written, he was still in the police because that was, they were still going, so. Yeah. Yeah. Very funny. Oh, wow. I did not know. Sorry. I'm on his Wikipedia looking at him. I did not know he did uh -huh. Spyro the Dragon soundtracks. That's great. What? Yeah. I love Spyro the Dragon. Yeah. Spyro's great. <laughs> uh -huh. I've been replaying those right now because I got go. the remastered editions. They rule. Yeah. I want to replay them, but I, I do not have them. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. Too much to get into right now, but. Always. Anyway. So, yeah, so now we can get into the because I wanted to the the yeah. I mean, the intro song is very good. <laughs> anyway, so let's get into the White Witch. Yes, let's let's get into this. R2 and 3PO are kicked out for some reason by their previous match uh, master <laughs> uh, on a planet called Ingo. 3PO believes that the smuggler like dumped the goods and them to get and like got arrested and now you saying like they got kicked out yeah. retextualizes 3po's opinion here yeah i didn't we know, know he's that not reliable yeah. i think that's in his dialogue a perilous chain of events we're lost in a game of chance to a new master who turns out to be a smuggler then we're tossed overboard with the stolen goods whilst he gets himself arrested yeah I don't know, but but he's but also like, just like no. Your read on it is way funnier. <laughs> it's yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. He just was kind of like they're like yeah, just get these droids out of here. <laughs> but yeah, I guess if he was dumped with the, I don't know. I guess that makes more sense. But no, it's it's maybe maybe that's just what three PO thinks happened. Yeah, three uh, three PO definitely thinks R 2s dead initially. Oh my god! And yeah, and he does a whole like. Oh, R2, I hardly knew you, you know, kind of like very. Yeah, there's never been a more a more perfect yeah. droid. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> a, ma a marvel of modern technology. Well, R2, you were a miracle of modern technology. A, a true prince among droids. Yeah, marvel of modern. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, immediately finds R2 and is like, oh, you, you know. <laughs> jerk and then it's basically almost yeah. like shot for shot the beginning of uh a new hope when they're on mm -hmm. like they're doing like the whole like oh we're you know, bickering tattooing. and wandering yeah. through the desert uh and then they almost get run over by our uh two two new main characters uh thal and jobin yep um, how do you who, feel about thal and jobin uh 
Thal sounded to me like he was Mark Hamill for a lot of it. I was like, That's really, this is really <laughs> I, weird. Yes. It's not Mark Hamill, but it sounded it's like not. a young Mark Hamill. Um, they're kind of, I kind of like them. Um, I, I think Jobin, the actor for Jobin's reads a lot of the time are kind of like, feel like they're kind of phoning it in sometimes. Whereas Thal, I, I, I like a little bit better. Yeah. Um, Thal's kind of like the hot shot mechanic mm-hmm. uh he's got like guy. the red hair like he's got like yeah. a punk look he's got half yeah. his head is shaved yeah um falls kind of like a big oafish mechanic guy yeah um and we find out that they are they're looking for the George, astronomic George Dusat is the friend dan hennessy is his voice and then fall jobin is uh voiced by andrew savis oh i'm sorry yeah i got it back George Dusat. you're right you're right, right yeah well they're basically looking for an astromech Mm-hmm. Um, and they find R2, uh, in the, in the junk pile there. Um, they need him because they're, uh, they're racers. They're racers. Uh-huh. Which they're when I heard that this race car, I was uh, well, race speeder, race speeder. Um, uh, they wouldn't know what to do with wheels. Um, but, uh, no, yeah, I don't know. I, I, when I heard this, I perked up. I was like, oh, we're doing racing. Uh-huh. Awesome. This is going to be cool. So I'm like, cool, this is going to be a racing show. Great. They're getting ready. They're trying to enter in the Bunta Classic. Oh, I was so stoked. I was like, the Bunta Classic. I was like, awesome. So, yeah, I guess this is the first mention of the Bunta Classic, which would be, Uh which later became the the pod race, the the Bunta Eve Classic. Yep. Um, uh, But yeah, I don't think they call it the Bunta Classic. It's the Bunta something, though. The Bunta. Yeah, you're right. It's like the Bunta uh, race or something. Yeah, uh, I had it up earlier. I'll find it. But yeah. you're right. I think that that's in like that's I wonder if that's going to be in. It's got to be in one of these episodes. That's what they're yeah, going to sure. with those yeah, characters, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So in there, they're trying to get the Bunta speeder race. Yeah, the Bunta. That's episode four. It's the it's the episode with Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Incredible. So uh, she, they start to leave, but they travel through a restricted zone. Yeah. Uh, and a woman sees them and is like, oh, no, they'll be killed by these speeder dro- by uh, seeker droids. Like mm-hmm. basically the security there. And so they're going through the canyon and 3PO sees the seeker droids uh, and lets them know. And they are, you know, there's this whole chase scene. Mm-hmm. The uh, seeker uh, like probe things, they explode on contact. Right. And they're watch, basically like uh, mines, kind of. Yeah, we watch we watch. uh all get out of the way of one and it like crashes oh, into a wall and explodes i loved this and then there's a couple that are that are uh on their like that are chasing jobin and jobin's like i have to abandon my speeder and he ejects himself yes and yes, then yes. his suit blows up to protect him as he <laughs> hits the yeah earth. yeah jord jord gets in like this big inflatable bouncy suit which is fantastic yeah it's a big bouncy suit every Jord, thank you i wish they had figured out how to do that in real life or if you like <laughs> instead of having a airbag hit you you are just surrounded by air, you are the airbag yeah <laughs> and you just bounce around uh, <laughs> so yeah so uh they this in all the chaos 3po gets separated and uh he confronts a big like droid like evil droid basically like a security yeah droid. uh-huh and uh, he throws a rock at him, but the woman, initial woman, 
uh, like at the exact same time who saw them going through the uh, desert also shoots the <laughs> droid. And 3PO throws the rock and it hits it and the droid explodes because it's shot at. And he's like, oh, you know, I, I've, you know, I, I love this so much. Like, yeah, let's hype up 3PO. So, yeah, I loved it. Also, watching him do the thing made me think it was the first of many times where I'm like, I don't think Anthony Daniels would have been able to do that in the suit. No, the way I don't he think so picks either. up the thing and throws it, it's like uh-huh. 3PO is moving in a very unnatural. It's very much He's the animators very... cheating a little bit so that they can. It do definitely it. is. I wrote, I wrote, I think a later note in this episode that says 3PO has never been so spry. Yeah, exactly. It's He's 15 years ago. Well, yeah. In the next episode, we see how he's not quite as spry. As but... spry. Yeah. <laughs> so um, after the destruction of uh, that and they escape uh, that droid and they escape, uh, we get to meet our villains, our primary villains, uh, the Froms. Well, I guess we meet one of them right now. Yeah. Tig Fromm, who uh, mm-hmm. does not like to be called Tiggy. Does not like to be called Tiggy. But is often called Tiggy. Yeah, his his... I was going to call him henchman, but he's not. He's like his overseer, really, it turns out. Yeah. Uh, Vlix, voiced by Long John Baldry. (laughs) That's Uh, a great name. It's a great name. Um, Is playing Vlix is the one who calls him Tiggy. And we find out it's because like he actually works for 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 Tig's dad. Right. uh, Who doesn't appear in this episode, but will appear in the next one. And um, the thing that I do respect about about Vlix and his like teasing him to call and calling him Tiggy is that he only does it when they're alone. Like in front of other people, he's still respectful and still calls, uh, still calls him, um, Mr. Fromm. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that. The Fromms are a species called Anu Dat Blue. Mm hmm. Um, they are sapient reptilians. Uh, they have, I think they have three nostrils. Did I, do we notice that? It looks like they have three nostrils. I, I think you're correct here. But yeah, he's, I don't know. Uh, cool design. I like them. They got the little pointy elf ears, but yeah, he's a crime Lord. He's talking about how he's just trying to make a name for himself. He doesn't want like Jabba to come over and, and find their secret base. Basically the restricted area is, seems to be by the gang. Uh-huh. Uh like his his father's gang. And uh yeah, so uh it's, it's species, his whole thing. There's like a whole weird according to the 2008 complete Star Wars encyclopedia. The Anudot Blue were originally a species called the Ret. And okay. they were conquered by a different species, the Anudot. Conquered their planet and held it for about a century and the Ret's like came to call themselves the Anu Dot, but that's why they're the Anu Dot Blue, huh? Because they're not the same species as the original ones from the planet Anu Dot Prime. Oh, I see, I see. But like, none of this is in, apparently none of this is in the show. It's like from the encyclopedia specifically, and it's yeah. not a canon encyclopedia anymore. So, so yeah, well, none of them are really canon. So, I mean, no, no, you're right. You're, so I, it's like, all we got. It's all we got. But it's fascinating. It's like an interesting. I, I always like when, like, the encyclopedia is the only source material. Right. Uh, I like when it's like a card, like a card game. Yeah, that's also, uh-huh, <laughs> totally, totally. Here is um, the source. Yeah. 
Uh, so back at the speeder, like we get, we meet uh, Jord, uh, Jordan Thal, uh-huh. and they uh, <laughs> they're back at their like shop, and we meet the White Witch, uh, who is a speeder. It's a land speeder. Yeah. And they they both kind of worked. They both worked on it, um, and they're very optimistic about their their uh, ability to race it uh, once they get it off world. Um, which I like this stuff. I like the working on the speeders and I would watch yeah, a whole it's fun. pod racing, racing star Wars series. Like, come on. That's cool. I mean, I loved in Mandalorian when they did the whole, uh, building the rebuilding oh, the, the Naboo. The, yeah, yeah. The Naboo starfighter. I thought that was super cool. I love that stuff. I guess it wasn't I, Mandalorian. I, that was Boba Fett. That was, yeah. <laughs> yep. That was a Boba Fett. Um, <laughs> I also really love like when we get into like pushing against like other genres in this way. Right. You mentioned like wanting just a Star Wars like like racing show. And I agree with you. I think that would be fascinating. And I think Star Wars has the space to like you could just do a Star Wars court drama if you wanted. But like it feels like we're still like pretty far away from those kinds of genre adaptations happening. Agreed. Which makes we'll me get, sad. I think we'll get there. I and think we'll get there. And they need to take there. a cue from the MCU, and I know people will hate me saying that. I mean, I was literally thinking that, like, that. by the time this episode comes out, like, the first episode of She-Hulk is going to be out. Yeah, it comes out uh, as of recording. Uh, same day as this recording drops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, same day as this recording drops. So, uh, yeah, I'm very hyped for that. But Marvel has Marvel's not afraid to kind of do... A bunch of different types. They've been doing it in the comics for like a really long time. Yeah, a bunch of different types. And Star types Wars has of... always just been kind of Star Wars, you know? Yeah. Whereas, yeah, I mean, Star Wars can't has the room to do it. Yeah, they you definitely could, do have the space for it. You could do a Star Wars comedy, I feel like. Um, or you totally. could do a, yeah. You could do all a, sorts of stuff. You could do a Star Wars workplace drama. I mean, I guess they, they are kind of, if you think about it. Like, I mean, the thing is, is the stuff that they're doing is more like expansions of what star wars already was so like the the western aspect of the mandalorian which is basically just a a western show there's always been western aspects of star wars so it's like they they really are just expanding on one part that's already been there but they could keep doing that you know yeah yeah they're not like fully stepping into I guess maybe it's just because of the way the Star Wars like world exists, because I'm trying to think there's a there's a book that just came out last week that I'm only like a couple chapters into called The Princess and the Scoundrel. And Mm -hmm. I very much just thought this was going to be like a Han Solo and Leia like romance. But like you can't it's not just straight romance because it's Han Solo and Leia Organa like shenanigans are going to happen. Like the galaxy is still in peril. Like there's always going to be like a fight, especially between those two. (laughs) relationships and built so on it. and so like I'm, I'm glad it still just feels like star wars but at the same time like i think i would have still read this book if it was just like the two of them having a week-long like romance on the beach and like nothing happens i don't know if i would like that that's the problem with doing a book about two characters that we've kind of seen their romance happen already sure we've seen their kind of the trials so far i mean you could do one that would be kind of like a tragic romance where they we see why they fall off fall apart yeah uh, and I'm, like a, i said i'm only but that's part of a story that needs to be told yeah a, like a kylo ren story which would be a whole totally. different you know well so so like i i'm only a few chapters into it but my understanding of this book is that like it is their honeymoon 
but it's like a week that they spend on the Halcyon Star Cruiser, and I'm sure something is going to happen that's going to make them fight Imperials or deal with stormtroopers or do some political stuff because it's only been a few days since the death of Palpatine. Like that book opens the same night as the end of the war. Like the first chapter, Luke approaches Leia and he still smells like the funeral pyre. Like it's immediate. Yeah. Um, So I'm very curious to see like where that goes, but it's definitely not going to be, we still haven't gotten to a point where you're just going to have like a genre trope. Yeah. Laid in Star Wars story. Which, yeah, again, I think you definitely you definitely could. Yeah, I think so. Too. I feel like they're exploring that in visions, but they're not ready for, you know. Other yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. We'll get another season of visions. Maybe it's opening that door. I hope know? so. But yeah, um, I'm trying to remember the name. What was the name of that comic series that took place about um, Snap Wexley's mom? No, it wasn't about it was about uh, Poe's mom. Oh, Poe's parents. Oh, the the Dameron's. Yeah. That's Shattered cool. Empire. Thank Shattered you. Empire. That's the thing. So that was the reason I was thinking of it is because the way you described it um, sounds like that's when uh, takes place about the same time. Oh, OK. Um, but yeah, I read all I read these ones. Uh, Shara Bay and Kess Dameron. Oh, but yeah. Anyway, where were we? We were talking about drones. Uh, we were talking about droids. Um, we were talking about uh, racing and how these guys are racers and the White Witch is a, is a it's, it's racing, their racing thing. Yeah, that's racing right. Racing speeder. Um, <laughs> so then we meet. When do we meet Kia? Well, I guess we've technically uh, met Kia already. Jord, so Jord, Jord is going to get kidnapped. Oh, OK, OK, and that's then, right. And then Kia shows up. Okay, that's right. He gets kidnapped and then Kia shows up to. All right. And so she so her ship was damaged. Yeah, she was looking for them because she needs mechanics. Right, right, right. It's clear they've got other things going on. That's what she says. That's right. Uh Uh-huh. So she basically her ship was damaged uh, and she was looking for mechanics. But then like one of them gets kidnapped. So she's like, come on, bros, let's stage a rescue. Yeah. Which good for her. Kia's cool. I like Kia. She's Kia got a weird cool. little tuft on her head. We're trying to figure out, is that a hat? Is that part of her head? Is that her oh, hair? You know? Um, she's got a little like I don't even know, it looks like a taco, like a fur taco on her head. It yeah, yeah, it definitely uh, does. I don't know exactly what it is. Um <laughs> But uh I don't know. No, she's human, so it's not a it's not part <laughs> it's of her just, head. Uh, maybe uh, her hair is dyed and those are her roots. It says it's it. Yeah. Uh, so the <laughs> on Wikipedia, it says uh, her hair color is brown with a white streak. So that's supposed yeah. to be her hair. <laughs> um, which, it sticks up in a weird way, though. Like, why is it shaped like that? So she is also from Anu. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So that's the that's the plot now. So she we're going to go uh, save. Jord, who's gone and got himself captured like a like a door. Yeah, this planet was straight up just colonized by the the Anu the the original Anu dot. Yeah, from Anu dot prime because this planet used to be called Gelafil. Right. Wild. None of this is in the show. No, none of it is. It's crazy. So basically, we cut Jord being interrogated by Tig, mm-hmm. who could not 
be more chill yeah <laughs> about being here he's very happy about it well first he's scared because he thinks tig is his dad who's the real oh yeah yeah the he real does muscle think tig but then is, is as soon as he finds out that he's his son he like puts his feet up on the desk he's <laughs> like i do not care um yeah very very nonchalant about the whole kidnapping thing <laughs> yeah it's fine his friends are coming he, he's certain of it right uh, his friend oh, he's got one friend uh, i did forget a part um, uh-huh what did we forget that what, what if- tig tries to like attack basically they're like staging the rescue right fall and uh-huh and kia and everything they sent like these little beetle droids after them oh yeah uh i like those droids a lot uh but they literally fall over on their back and they're beached like turtles and they're stuck on their back which yeah, was at first at first my, my roommate and i were watching it we're like man these droids are cool and then like the way they defeated them we're like oh i, I guess they have a major design flaw like <laughs> they fall on their back they're uh they're yeah. stuck help i'm falling <laughs> they can't was, get up it was really funny i do like different droid designs and i feel like there's a bunch of different too. droids in this show aptly aptly um but they they cut back and and tig's second in command i can't remember his name is like uh hey like we you know like they hey they're 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 your droids are kind of crap and tig's mm-hmm. like no 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 it's just a glitch like it's fine we'll we'll figure it out and tig like vix is that's his name vix uh Vicks. yeah yeah he goes he says something like you like we can get like people to to do this and Tig yeah, says, for the amount of money you spent we could we could have yeah, hired people yeah and he takes says, i don't trust anybody who's not a droid which is yeah. like literally the opposite of every single other character in star wars it's so interesting <laughs> why is this the case how why is he like this but it also makes more like everyone should be more like this you should trust the droids more than a person because droids just have like they have their programming yeah. they're not going to go against their programming like what do you yeah. like well okay there's a thing that also happens in in the next episode right with regards to droids going against their programming yeah but i don't know i feel like the default yeah it should be more trustworthy to trust a droid than a person i agree with you i agree with you um but yeah anyway because they're just basically tools like it's weird i don't know it sounds like you don't think droids are people I don't think droids are people. Oh, <gasps> Tim. We'll have this discussion another day. This is yeah, not the time. For it's not this. the time. Uh, droids are not people. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, so um, they break in and um, they're sp- oh, they break in with the speeder with the white witch, uh, yeah. which I thought yeah, was interesting. They like fly it right into the base. And there's like blaster fire and everything. And they and then Tig tells them to turn off the blaster fire, which I'm like, what's the point of having those security? Yeah. So so it sounds like the thing that's happening, right, is that like he's got a bunch of different redundancies and the white witch is so fast that it's going to like cause like the sentry droids to run into the blaster fire and they'll get okay, fired okay, on okay. that way. And if they get outside too quick, then they're going to get destroyed by the seeker droids. Like none of it talks to each other. They're all separate systems that would interfere with one another if. Uh, See, that's poorly. If they're designed. led into each other's paths. Yeah, this it's got a major me, design flaw. This reminded me, though, of um, last deep dive uh, when we did Darth Vader and he's got to um, go kill that former Jedi at the top of the oh, mountain. Yeah. And the Jedi, uh-huh. like, he's like, you'll never get up here. There's all these uh, security Traps. things. And like uh-huh. Vader, like 
literally takes like one step up the mountain and the Jedi's like, turn off all the security, let him up here. And it's like, well, what was <laughs> yeah. the point? I'll why play to myself. Have, like, why did you have all those security things? You like, made yeah, this whole speech. <laughs> I know. Like Jedi, like the, like, yeah, Vader could have, you know, easily gotten rid of everything. But like, come on, at least, you know, you had them here. You can't take them with you yeah. if you die. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, let them do their job. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, maybe that's also hindsight's 2020. But. That's true. It's goofy though. It is. I agree goofy. with you. So yeah, so, uh, I do. Mm-hmm, go ahead. Thal asks three PO what the chances are of them pulling this off. Yep. Which I love. That's his because, role. That's his role. Yeah. And he's like, it's it's over seven hundred thousand to one, and Thal's just like, could be worse. Do you think? Do you think three PO actually knows the odds of these things, <laughs> or do you think he's just scared and just oh, gives really high wait. numbers? I these are both very funny options. <laughs> I personally think it's funnier if these odds are accurate. I think it's I think it makes more sense that he it it, it definitely makes more sense if he's just giving bullshit he, answers giving, so that people just like, hey, don't take him time, into danger. The higher number I give here, the more we don't go do the thing. Uh-huh. So if I just give a really big number. Then they'll, they'll avoid like, it, but it doesn't work with Han Solo. it never works. It doesn't work with Han Solo, and it, it doesn't, doesn't work, work with Thaw. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it must work. <laughs> I would say it probably has worked for him in the past. That's why he keeps doing That's it. That's why he keeps doing it. Like, it keeps, like, he's just like, yeah, it's like... He lied one, the one time, the first time, well, where he it, was like, I'm going to give fake answers, and it worked, and he kept trying it Well, forever. no, I, I feel like he refined it. Well, he's also refined it. So it worked one time, and he was like, oh, it's like... 101 and they're like oh okay then we won't do it but then he was like it's oh. three million to one and they're like that but no like that doesn't make any sense like, and he's just so he's had to like refine it to yeah one. so he, he's like yeah he keeps going what is it in in empire do you remember three thousand seven hundred and fifty to one is that right 720 to one three thousand seven hundred twenty to one i think so so yeah, he's still in the process of like narrowing the range of like where's the optimal like bad odds that people won't follow. <laughs> so um yeah, they uh 3PO overrides uh some and he hits to the override controls, right? Yeah, they're like trying to they have a map of the complex that shows like other vehicles speeders moving along it it shows elevators it shows whatever and so we have kia and 3po at the controls like watching the map and then r2 is in the white witch with thal and they're gonna go get george back well there's a funny little interaction when kia and 3po get to the controls is a little droid comes up to them and they're like and (gasps) 3po tries to bullshit the droid and is like, oh, uh, they're, I'm the maintenance droid. And the droid's like, uh, I'm the maintenance droid. I'm the maintenance droid. He's like, oh, so we're, we're security. We're and it's just like, why aren't you at your post? People are in the building. Like, and he tries to. <laughs> so 3 is actually trying to bullshit them. No, and it, it's funny because it goes even further because then, like, an actual security droid shows yeah, up. That's and right, he's that's like, right. hey, this is the intruder. And the maintenance droid believes 3 PO. Yeah. It's so it's it's great. It's really good. Yeah. I love quick talking three PO. Yeah, it doesn't really best. happen again, but yeah, it's good. No, well, no, we do get it. We get a little bit of it, it in, happens, in Star think, Wars. Oh yeah, that's true. He gets a couple of them. He's like, oh, 
quickly. Uh, they're heading down to the uh-huh. security level. If you hurry, they might catch them, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. So he does have a little little quick talking in him. So, yeah, they're able to escape that. And then they have to chase down. Well, no, they, like they they stop. So the, the White Queen's there. Uh, and they literally just leave 3PO. And 3PO has to, like, run after them. It's, yeah. Uh, so they get, they, yeah, they get Jord. Yeah. And they're, like, on their way out. And it's really funny because they stop long and they, like, fly past them. Yeah. And 3PO's like, hey! And they put it in reverse and they come back and they pick up Kia and then leave without 3PO anyway. Yeah, exactly. And he's, like, left to chase after them. Very dumb. Oh, mean. Poor 3PO. Yeah, I guess we just love... he. I guess he was made to suffer. It's his lot in life. It is his lot in life. The poor guy. Um, Anthony Daniels, of course. The legendary. Of course. Of course he plays him in this. Yeah. Didn't say it. Didn't have to say it. But like yeah. Um. Him. Yeah. Um. And so they're trying to... Saul so like, has a lightsaber in this episode. Oh, yeah. We completely glossed over that. That's how they broke in here. And it's That's not explained right in. now. No, he says, yeah, he literally just says that he used to know somebody and they like left it in his workshop or something to that effect or like left it on a job. And so he just picked it up. He just has a lightsaber. I did some repair work for a stranger a long time ago. He never came back to pick up a speeder. This was in it. My word, a lightsaber. Yeah. So is it going to turn out that he is a Jedi? No. No way is he a Jedi. <laughs> um, gosh, that'd be ridiculous. But, um, yeah. Well, so we don't then, want a season two, so if it was going to happen, it didn't. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the way that we get out of this is 3PO is able to activate some, like, armored droids that do have wheels. Uh, yeah. And there are some, like, aerial sentries with, like, hover skiffs or something. Uh, they uh, were shooting yeah, at them, the... trying to prevent their exit. Mm-hmm. This is the same kind of droid that that rolled up on him earlier that he threw the rock at. Right, right, right. And thought he blew up. Uh, and he basically just has the other droids fight the aerial skiffs. Uh, and <laughs> they take the White Queen and they outrun all the, like, sentry explodey ball droids that we saw from the first thing. And the way 3PO is riding on this ship, he's like holding on to the back, which I love, like literally dangling. It's so funny. Uh, I love. Uh, but he does something as they escape. He lets out like an exasperated sigh. Yeah. And it blows. It very clearly blows some dust out of his mouth, which it's is fascinating. A very weird thing for a droid to do. Yeah, he didn't have lungs. Yeah, what is he? We, we, what is he doing? There must have. There How must be. Why is there like a fan or something or like <laughs> air compressors in his mouth? <laughs> in his mouth. Like, what Just is that for, for? Just so he can express his dissatisfaction. Uh, I don't know. It's very silly. So yeah. So we cut. You know, they escape. Uh, we cut back to Teague, uh, who's like getting chewed out by his like confidant, I guess. I don't even know what the how the ranking. Yeah, works. I don't know what this relate. I don't uh, know what this relationship is. But also his so like obviously his droids have all been blown up. But also the panel that he sits in front of is just like on fire and blown up and shit. <laughs> and it's like, did he think that like shooting at his panel or something would would I don't know what what he was thinking. We've Star Wars. 
antagonists very often just destroy their own ship. That's true. But also they uh that's yeah, that's a very Kylo thing to do. <laughs> but also we were uh my roommate and I were talking about how funny it is that, you know, in Star Wars, if you blow up a door panel, it either locks it or opens it depending on what the plot needs to do. Yeah. Yep. And how funny uh, a bit would be where if some like the hero or someone is trying to escape the bad guy and he goes through a door and then blasts the panel to lock it and the people behind it are trying to like get in and they realize it's locked. So they turn to their panel and they blast it and it unlocks. <laughs> blast it and it opens. Yeah, no, I love that. <laughs> that, so that would be amazing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, of course, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, that is a that is a Joe original, my roommate. Uh, that's fantastic i love that give him credit for that one. i want to see that happen uh-huh um but yeah um so yeah so they're escaping in her starship which is apparently they fixed it which she needed it fixed or whatever he is yeah yeah it's i mean they they must have fixed it enough to get like off the ground because yeah. the next episode opens with them also trying to fix it yeah so i guess it it Maybe it can't enter light speed or something. I guess if the if the hyperdrive's down, your yeah, ship's kind of so useless. Your ship's basically uh-huh. a speeder, right? Because you can't. Well, but okay, I don't want to just like skip into the next episode. But like, the thing that happens in the next episode is the hyperdrive. They're working on the hyperdrive, and three PO like untethers it. It just floats off into yep, space. There yep, goes the hyperdrive. Well, that was the and problem. And they still just. Make it back to her home planet. She got off planet fine without them fixing the ship. And she got to her home planet fine without right. them fixing the ship. Why did she need these guys? Maybe she maybe they did fix it just off screen. Yeah. It was okay. just a That's comic hijinks. Probably. So we'll get probably. I mean, th- that episode just ends with some comic relief from 3PO going like, oh, to be a racer, you have to have balance. And I have balance. And then yeah, it falls you- over false um yeah. classic classic uh so yes yeah, so that was the first episode what uh what, what how do we feel about the the intro episode i think it's a strong start i like that with the show feels like again like i said earlier like it's going somewhere i think also the the thing that makes it feel snappier besides it just being like an action-based show like this show feels like it's going to be one that like planet hops and Ewoks doesn't have that. Benefit. Right. It has right, to be right. grounded on Endor forever. Yeah. The other thing the show has it is the intro song is much better than we are. Yeah. Ewoks. Although I can't sing this one off after listening to I it once. Also can't. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Maybe maybe it is Ewoks is more one. memorable. I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's the thing. It sounds better, but it doesn't stick in your head in the same right. way that like I think an, like a like a children's show theme should. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so uh, you already kind of covered the opening of this one. Yeah. We, we've we got uh, the whole gang except Kia, whose ship it is. Uh, everyone mm-hmm. is fixing the ship. Um, yeah. I, I don't exactly know I, what 3PO is doing to the hyperdrive. I don't either. He's like sitting on top of it like it's a mount. So both 3PO and... Um, 3PO and R2 are at, at, on the exterior of the ship working on it. Um, and, you know, R2 is doing what we basically see him do in, uh, his first appearance in Phantom Menace. It's like, yeah. you know, outside on the ship, you know, putting his, whatever his multi-tool his thing is in his, yeah. yeah. 
And then um, 3PO's out there tethered, telling <laughs> yeah, telling 3PO or telling R2 how unsafe he how unsafe R2 is, and then he he floats away and lets hit the hyperdrive float away too. Yeah, um, lets the hyperdrive float away too. So, and there, so there is a bit where the humans inside are like talking about how like oh my gosh i just wish r2 and 3po would like get this job done like yeah I, what are they doing out oh, there it's kia. Kind of thing. yeah kia's basically doing that which which i find really funny with the context of maybe they were thrown off the ship by their last owner <laughs> like they just keep doing this yeah <laughs> uh which is delightful um R2 but then they're like him. super chill. Kia is so chill when they get inside and they're like, uh, we lost the hyperdrive. And she's like, it's OK, we'll go see my mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but and in the escape, uh, 3PO hurts his back. Oh, he does. Yeah, he does. He does like. a uh, Yeah. He, he um, R2 like increases the gravity on this object that he's holding. This, yeah. Like, it looks like a medical bag, but it's not. It's like a, it's like a toolbox or something. And it like drags him downward and it's like he threw his back out. And yeah. that's like a recurring bit in this episode. I do like uh, Kia's ship design. I'll just say that. It's a cool ship. I think it's a cool ship. It's kind of like got a little bit of the Tantive four, but like the wings are kind of come up like a. Almost like, I don't know. It's I don't know. It's cool. Cool yeah, ship. yeah, you're not wrong. It looks like it's fast, which I never really got that feeling from like the ghost. I feel like the ghost looks kind of like a freighter. Um, it does look kind of like a freighter. Um, but um, I still love the ghost. Don't get me wrong. This isn't there's no ghost slander here. But um, yeah, it doesn't look like a like a quick ship. Nah, definitely not. We cut to Teague's father, Cease from who is uh, he's a little bit a little bit on the heavier side. He he, mm-hmm. he reminded me of uh, Baron Harkonnen from. Yes, I was thinking the same thing, Tim. Uh, he reminds me of Baron his... Harkonnen. Tig later in the episode mentions that his father's over 900 years old. He does. Uh, so they're him and uh, Yoda, probably about the same same age. Yeah. Similar, you know, give or take. Give or take. They... Sounds like he's older. He's he's presiding over some sort of banquet. Um, it looks mm-hmm. like for his thugs, everyone at the banquet does not look like they're like criminal royalty. They look like they're all like just goons. Yeah, just goons. They're just a bunch of goons. Which I like that. And he just kind of chastises Teague for letting things go away. Yeah. Um. The thing that's interesting is like they they this becomes pretty clear that like they're vying for control of this star system. This right. is a very small time organization. It's not very big, which is one of the reasons no. I think he didn't want Jabba to find out about his hidden base is because yeah, Jabba is uh-huh. a much bigger organization and would just swallow. Yeah. Jabba up. would just crush him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, so then we cut back to, uh, we've landed when this is something we don't often see in star Wars. We're basically in, um, uh, Kia's family's, uh, planets, uh, like customs on a new, yeah. it looks like, yeah, it looks like, like customs because they all have to like register and all the droids are in one line and they're just basically just waiting. And I think Jordan even mentions like we've been, it took us longer. We've been waiting here longer than it took us to fly here, which is uh-huh. very funny to me. Imagine if they kept this in all of star Wars and anytime anyone went to a different planet, 
they were just like, yeah, like hang on, I gotta get the customs. Yeah. Uh, Business or pleasure? Well, well we I do... gotta kill a Sith. Uh... It's in the time of the M. Uh, okay. So, like, this doesn't happen during the prequel era, but, like, I can think of many times where there's customs in the in the end time the Empire's in control. Right? We see this in Solo. We see this in Bad Batch. We see this in Kenobi. Like, it's not the same, but they're always going through, like, a checkpoint before they can get on and off a planet. Yeah. Um, yeah, we see some stuff. Uh, we definitely, we even see it, um, we see it in Mandalorian. Remember, he checks, he has to check his gun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. before he Which, can like, get I've on Which, like, I've never the... actually, like, considered, um, before. But I don't know if I consider this, this isn't the same as, like, this kind of customs, where they're literally just, yeah. like, the board, they're just, just board, this just is just, this is a DMV sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it's really like, like customs gets... actually is. If you travel, yeah, if, no, I know. It's That's just right. like it's like you're I just haven't... like in line for a long time, and everyone's just like waiting to. Solo feels the most similar to this to me. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, they're trying to keep everybody on that planet. It seems yeah, like, but exactly. yeah, that you definitely see it there. Um, um I do appreciate uh, C-3PO saying, "I don't know why we droids have to wait in a separate line. It's discrimination." Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. A hundred percent. It is. That's how that's that's how it is. But that's it, how it's it also, you know, you guys are a little different than the sentient species. Um, Like there's different equipment you'd have you. to look at. And there's. Yeah, I don't know. No, you figure you can hide stuff easier in a droid right. than you can hide that's in true. a in a human. Droids do have to go through a more thorough inspection, probably because they are. They're like all equipment and stuff like it'd be way uh-huh. and a lot of them could be weapons like because they are a lot of them could be weapons. Uh, yeah. People aren't often weapons themselves. Right. But droids could be. Yeah. Uh, I would think Terrible. you need different types of inspections before the different types of and, you know, yeah, the sentient species are all different shapes, but so are the droids. I don't know. Not a lot of hovering sentient species. Um. They don't hover. They they can <laughs> they fly. They have wings and okay. stuff. Yeah, know. but like, okay, they don't hover without their own. Yeah. Yes, but they're not anti grav. Staying in the same place, I think, counts as hovering. okay. Sure. That was the also the <laughs> when you said when you when I saw you look on your face where you're like, hang on, I was like, he's gonna say Tidarians. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, yeah, what that a... is so predictable. I know. Wait. <laughs> I was thinking about like what like birds don't hover. No. But like hummingbirds hum- kind of yeah, do. Hummingbirds <laughs> but like Tordarians and hummingbirds being related is very funny to me. Yeah. And like the way they move. Yeah, they don't Sorry, really they don't really uh, sh- they don't really move the same. I mean no. in no, the way like, physics works, those wings should not be able to hold up. <laughs> Like the frame of a toy. <laughs> Probably not. Imagine if you were like physics a pro- doesn't matter in Star Wars. It really sound doesn't. Imagine how. Space. Imagine if you're a toy and you got like super fat, and then like your your wings couldn't keep up. Do you think they'd have to like? No, it's probably they, your wings would probably get super strong. You probably like if you got like super overweight, your super back, swole your back, top. your back would yeah. get super huge, and you'd have like incredible wings. <laughs> I feel like that would probably be. What and then happened. you lose that weight, and you're just the fastest toy dairy in there ever was. Yeah, exactly. 
I mean, that's kind of how I feel when I, because I, I fluctuate it with weight. And like when I'm yeah. running, it's like all of a sudden when I lose weight, it's like, oh man, it's a lot easier. I'm just going. Yeah. 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 But uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, um, so yeah. So they go to Kia's mom's house. There's, oh yeah. Sorry. We didn't talk oh, about yeah, any so of the shenanigans. Oh yeah. So there's these goons that the... show up. There's these goons that show up and R2 pretends to have like gone mad. That's awesome. Like he just starts like chirping and screaming and flailing all of his right. appendages about and. 3PO like goes along with this great distraction maneuver of like, oh, mad droid, mad droid, everybody get out of here. He yeah. can't control himself. Um, and uh, I kind of dig it. I love this like just straight up like out of the distraction playbook uh, <laughs> scheme that they got going on. Yeah, it's good. I want more like C3PO, R2D2 con men like team. Yeah, it's it was good. It was a good. um Good little, uh, good little distraction, and it was after. I mean, three yeah. PO definitely got shot by a. Uh, he <laughs> had a disagreement with someone, cut him in line. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, he did. Uh, and got shot, in, shot the face, in the face, but it was fine. Apparently, that's fine. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so anyway, so they get to to Kia's mom's house. Kia's mom's gone. Apparently. Um, hilarious thing that Kia says, where she tells the guys, uh, Jordan and uh fall tells uh-huh. them you guys should get some rest r2 and 3po you guys should do some chores <laughs> uh, uh the poor droids so they send she sends them to do the chores uh there is a sand sloth which i when i heard i'm like oh a sand, sand sloth. sloth i got really excited but they're just banthas they're basically yeah. just banthas i they was like just oh, look like banthas. disappointed they've got like flat tails that's the yeah difference. they look like like a little beaver tails uh, uh-huh. So I was a little disappointed. Um, but while they're doing the chores, 3PO uh, gets flapped by one of the sand sloths into a door, a hidden door. A hidden door. And he finds out that Kia's mom is part of the Rebel Alliance because there's oh, like shit. rebel stuff in there. Rebel stuff. But yeah. Helmets and weapons and shit. Yeah. Which, cool. Uh, I guess Kia was ahead Go. of the game. I guess so. Um, but yeah, so they're like, oh, what do we do? Um, and then uh, there's like a assassin droid, um, which I guess this is the first time we've seen like an assassin droid. Yeah. And it's, it's I, uh, being I not mentioned... chronologically, not chronologically, but like in in timeline, real in life, canon, real world time. As far as I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's only been eight years since New Hope came out. So, yeah. like New content still. Um they're super spry. Uh, it dodges like all of C-3PO and R2-D2's attempts at like attack or whatever. It goes straight for Thal for some reason. It does go straight for Thal. Uh, and it shoots some sort of gas in it and it just makes him like weak, I guess. Yeah. They drugged him. But oh, yeah, that's right. They, they went straight for Thal because Thal is the one that knows that the where the Froms Fall yeah, and they know Jordan, where, the where, the, where the satellite and everything is. The weapon satellite. This is the the thing. Uh, did we even name drop the thing that they're trying to build? It's called uh, the Trigon One. Yeah. Um, it's a weapons thing. 
Uh, yeah, it's like the ultimate power in the galaxy. Not even no really. It's just like it's, no, it's it'll, it'll make like, them. The, it'll put them on par with the other gangs. Yeah. I think is what the it'll yeah. it'll keep uh, it'll keep the rest of the star system in line, which will allow them to like deal with the other gangs. Right. Basically. Uh, so that's kind of what uh, what they're trying to do. So we we now meet Kia's mom, who's part of the Rebel Alliance, uh-huh. uh, and she wants to go take down the the, the Trigon One. Yeah. Um, because Demma Mall is her. Yeah, name. Uh, she says that uh, freedom is everybody's fight. Yeah, which three uh, PO? Everyone in this star system is a possible victim. Freedom is everybody's fight. I wrote this down before three PO took it to heart. Three PO <laughs> fucking loves this line. He loves this line. He so much he starts practicing martial arts. He does. Uh, what is the name of the martial arts? Cause it's I've... called Gravic Nez. Thank you, Gravic Nez. Because I saw him doing martial arts, and my first thought that I said was, "Oh, he knows Tarascasi." He does <laughs> no. not know no. Tarascasi. He also doesn't know Gravic. No, Nez. that's true. It's like a faulty subsystem or something, according to my research. Is it really? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he yeah, is... they use it as a joke. He is very spry uh, in this. He is doing many moves that there is no way Tony Daniels could have done. But no, yeah. definitely not. Uh, Gravic Nez. It does make me want to uh, watch. Uh, I, I wish he was in uh, Masters of Tereskasi. Uh <laughs> That would be so good. Which. Um, Let 3PO be a martial artist. <laughs> yeah. They need to bring that game back somehow because it is goofy as hell. Uh, I love it. I love that. It's very 90s. They've the thing is, like, they have brought back Terrace Kasi in a small way. Oh, yeah. No, I no, love. no. Yeah, they've brought back Terrace Kasi. They, I mean, really brought it back in uh, solo. Right. Um, Which we don't actually see it performed. But but we get we get L3's reaction to uh, uh, Kira using it, just being like, let's. Let's be well, real. So in the game Masters of Tereskasi, you really do not see Tereskasi performed. Everyone's got their own little. Really? It's just a fighting game. So you're just like punching. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's okay. just like it's not like a okay. high punch, low punch, low kick, high kick and then combos. Yeah, that makes so sense. it's like a. Yeah, um, that's funny. I love that. But the, the characters are like Princess Leia and Chewbacca. And there's a new character that they made. Anyway, we'll have to cover it maybe sometime. Yeah. We'll find it's very silly. <laughs> I just I just I'll never get over. I'll never get over that bit where it like it like sort of pans away. And then we just see like L3 being like, whoa. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, anyway, so he's doing all the oh, speaking of things that uh, I mean, I feel like I'm getting on 3PO here for doing things that uh, he wouldn't be able to do. But uh, R2 does lots of things that. R2 should not be able to do. He bends in weird ways. Uh huh. He does bend in weird ways. He like ba- he's like bouncy in this. He is. And then they they spar and 3PO very much loses and then uh, gets folded into a weird position. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, as as it ha- as it, as he does. Yeah. He's bad at fighting, essentially, even though freedom is everyone's fight. 3PO is uh, not the thing very that good I like it. is that this does come up again later, later where um they're in like a real fight and 3PO like gets ready again to like use his his Kravik Nez or whatever and R2 comes in and like plows through the bad guy anyway. Yeah. And he's like, 
R2, I almost had him. And R2, like, beeps at him and he's like, okay, I guess freedom is everyone's fight. Yeah. Cause, yeah, he did, he, he wanted to do the fighting, but he's not the hero. Come he on. wanted to do the fighting. He's not a warrior droid. Let not a battle PO, droid. Uh, you're right. He's not a battle droid. Don't let 3PO fight, but also, poor 3PO. <laughs> so, I guess the planning. For because this is this is one of the parts where I'm like, man, everything happening is happening very quickly. Uh huh. Um, Thal wakes up and is like, oh, my head hurts. And then sees like the rest of the gang leaving in the speeder, except R2 and 3PO are still there. Um, Like they, then 3PO just tells them the plan that I guess they came up with off screen. Yeah. I suppose. Oh, hey, yeah, we're going to go infiltrate the bait. We're going to go to the satellite. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is what they're doing. You're late. Sorry. Uh, they're going to go. So basically, Cease is leaving the planet. Cease Fromm is leaving the planet uh, on his ship. And uh, the idea was that Kia and Thal would sneak aboard uh, his ship to get back to the other planet that has the Trigon 1 on it. Yes. Um. So, yeah. Uh, but then uh, falls like, they... oh, you got to stop them. They'll never make it. Um, <clears throat> and then sure enough, he gets the warehouse and they've already been captured. Uh, it's really funny because because they've been captured and Chord is like, see, I told you I'd get us aboard his ship. Like, yeah, <laughs> as if the plan was to get like captured and then escape later, which is a common rebel. Tactic. I was going to say that is a like Luke Skywalker uh, tactic like captured first uh -huh. uh, figure out everything later the problem is there weren't enough people captured uh yeah. but yeah so they so they like save the day and then get into these like cargo they look like like crates? maybe they're not cryopods but they kind of look like they could be cryopods they could they do look like they could be cryopods this like this right here reminds me of the episode of Clone Wars where they do just like carbon freeze themselves. Yeah. To to get onto Which that is, ship they yeah, supposed to get on. Much more cool and dangerous, but Yes. Um But yes. Um mm -hmm. so they, they, they like get onto the ship. There's a bit where R2 and 3... The thing about them being droids is that they... Because they are second-class citizens, like, folks don't... Rec like, don't pay attention to them at all. Like, uh, uh, um... Sice and his son, whose name I'm forgetting all of a sudden... Uh, Tig. Tig yeah. Have a conversation right in front of the two of them about, like, everything about their relationship with the other gangs and, like, what they're trying to do and, like, where the thing they're getting to is. And it doesn't matter because they're droids and people will say anything yeah about except it it really does not matter because 3po doesn't do anything with that information no you're right he doesn't. <laughs> like, but yeah he literally at just least stands not there. in these two episodes My, although what i do love is that 3po goes r2 quick look busy and then they just stand <laughs> completely still they just stand <laughs> completely still this is han being like i know a few maneuvers yeah. and then just drifting yeah exactly but yeah, so we've got two of the gang is hiding in a cargo pod. Jord is outside. Um, I like the goons catch them and, and George is like, yep, we're packing up everybody. And <laughs> he says something mean, like one of the th the thugs says something mean to the 3PO. And it's just like, we hate droids. Like, so uh -huh. like OK, <laughs> whatever, man. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It's like, imagine like someone doing that and be like, yeah, and this stupid computer thinks it can do our job. <laughs> we hate computers. I don't know. It's just funny to make any time they're like, we hate droids. It's just funny. But and then uh, so they're in the cargo hold and like protecting the, the two people sneaking aboard. And uh-huh. like these these like loader droids just start picking a fight with uh, 3PO. Yeah. And the, these droids, I wrote, I was like, this droid looks kind of cool. And uh, yeah, then, I like him. And then he gets smooshed. He does. Yeah, he looks cool, though. He does. He's got like a little like he, he looks like a buff battle droid. I don't know how to like yeah. skips leg day because he's got very tiny legs. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, but there's like a like a meteor storm that happens like at the perfect time to like save them from getting into this yeah. fight. It was the will of the force. Yeah, the force protected them. Um, but uh. I did like the the insults that were being thrown. Uh, R two calls <laughs> R two apparently called the big one. He, he said that his mother was a trash this. compactor, which I think is such a great. That's a great droid insult. I need more droid insults. Um, it's very funny. So yeah, they they end up getting basically like through the asteroid field, which is now no longer an issue. Uh, apparently, yep. It's fine. Um, it was just a quick little spray. And they are uh, they land in the hangar on uh, they're now on the correct planet in Ego. And the um, containers that are housing our heroes. Yes. Are uh, are brought here. And um, oh, yeah. Uh, so during. Yeah. Uh, there's a bit when they first get on the ship where 3PO is like, we really need to make sure not to lose this container because there's a bunch of other containers on the ship that look exactly the same. Yeah. And then the meteor storm happens and all of these like containers all fall over each other. And so it's like, which one's the right one? Yeah, exactly. And so when they get off the ship, 3PO is like, this is the one. Right, right, right. And then Vlix shows up. Right. And he's like, oh, we need to. And he's just like, open this container. But then uh, something falls in the hangar. Uh, definitely gets OSHA. Uh, yeah, and almost crushes just both. Smushes flat. Uh-huh. Almost crushes both the like right hand man guy, and uh, it does smush the container that they're looking at. And three PO three PO throws himself back. Yeah, pushes Vlix back and and saves his life. Meanwhile, the container that he thinks his friend is in is crushed. Is crushed. So uh, good instincts, three PO. Uh, save the bad guy. <laughs> And uh, let your friends let your die. friends die. Yeah, uh, but but like fortunately, it turns out that his friends weren't in that one; they're in another one. Right. And because he saved Flix's life, Flix is like, "Yeah, you got pride. Like, just go right down there. You got my you got my protection." Yeah. Like. Uh, so they head right down to the Trigon One, which we see now for the first time. Uh, it looks kind of like a half disc with a big gun on the yeah. front, like a up like yeah. a like. The bottom part of a disc with a gun pointing down. Mm-hmm. And I, what do you think of the design? Uh, it's, mm, I mean, it didn't really stand out for me. Yeah, it's, it's kind of boring, but don't, don't really care for it. Yeah, don't really. Like, care I think, especially with 80s cartoons, I think with the designs, you really should be looking at it and go, would I be stoked to have a toy of this? Yeah. Because that's pretty much what they're trying to do, right? Um, as a little kid, would I and be stoked? No. Not not with this one. Now, Kia's ship, absolutely. That thing was sick as hell. Uh, yeah. Their little white speeder, the white witch, love it. That's uh, cool. Give me that, too. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. This thing, nah. Um, yeah, don't care. It looks like an upside down. It looks like the top actually looks like a U-boat, which I kind of see what they were trying to do there. 
Mm. It kind of looks like a submarine, but um, yeah, no, don't like it. Um, yeah, didn't stand out for me. Yeah, there's guns on it. That's cool, I guess. But um, yeah. Ooh, big gun. Yeah. Um, Cease is, or Teague is showing it to Cease. Cease is seeing it for the first time. For the first time, Cease is like, oh, it's it's small. It's small. Yeah. Um, it's like it's smaller, but it costs more. Yeah, he's mad at the. Uh, and yeah, so I mean, I think that that's definitely like. I feel like that's representative of the technology in the 80s. They're like, well, it's getting smaller. Why would it cost more when yeah, previously was everything thing. was getting because bigger? It's more sophisticated, you guys. 3PO's had has been holding something the entire time. Oh, yeah. Um when they like snuck into the containers, Kia was like, "Hold this for me. Don't shake it." And then like stuck this thing to his chest. Yeah. The 3PO is just like not talked about until we get to this point. Where he pulls it off his chest and he realizes, no, and then R2 runs away. Yeah. And he realizes, oh, it's a, it's a thermal detonator. Yeah. I have a thermal detonator. And, uh, um, yeah. A couple of goons play keep away with 3PO. With the thermal detonator. With the thermal detonator. Because they don't recognize. Right. That it's a thermal detonator, apparently. Exactly. Uh, the one guy, the one goon is like, oh, is this your relative? Yeah, which I think is very funny. That's a great, it's, that's a great droid insult. Insult oh, to droids. Oh, it's mean. Uh, just, yeah, is this your, oh man, that's great. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, Tim. It's, uh. There's some coded stuff going on here with droids. There is, but I, I like uh, I like the droids insulting each other, especially because I like to hear what sure. the droid insults are. Yeah, yeah, which which is why I think the 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 trash compactor bit with the other droid earlier is it's great funnier than this one. Oh yeah, and it's be <laughs> because this guy's punching down. He is punching down. That's it's not true. good, but. Uh, I just like I mean, it's 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 interesting to see how a writer would write punching down to droids. Yeah. Right. Because you have yeah. to. And yeah, is yeah, this yeah. your relative is just quality. That's just it's that's good. very good. It's well written. I'll give it that. So, yeah. So they make it into the Trigon one now because of the keep away game. The thermal detonator has activated and we have five minutes. Uh, and then we get the most 80s music ever. Yeah. This like. Synthy, we gotta go music. Yeah, we, and it's awesome. Honestly, the music through the entire show has been very like synthy, and I love that about it. Yeah, uh, it picked up here in a way synth-y. where I was like, "Oh, this is so like I am sure it was there the whole time, mm-hmm. but this is where I was like, oh shit, yeah, it's on.' No, yeah, the whole the whole show has very synth soundtrack, uh, yeah. which I love. I'm a big fan of like current like synth wave stuff, um, and yeah, I love same. all of that. So getting more of that in this is is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so they um, they mean to explode the uh, Trigon um, with yep. the thermal detonator. Uh, there's like a fight scene with three PO against some security droids, which is very funny. Um, it is very funny. And but instead they use the uh, they use the thermal detonator to uh, explode the hangar doors above them. Mm-hmm. And they steal the Trigon. Yeah. Which is way cooler. It's way cooler. It's way cooler. Um, 
And uh, they're like, yeah, like, it's fine. Like, they're like, and then uh, what's it called? Uh, Saigon and and Tiggy. Yeah, Tiggy. Goes, uh, Tiggy's like, well, they, they can't escape. The the weapons aren't activated. And they immediately after, of course, they use the weapons to explode the sides like of the things. they are activated. And it's like, ah, yeah. now they are. And they escape. They escape with the weapon. They send uh, some ships after them. The ships kind of look like early TIE prototypes. And they they're driven. They look like early TIE prototypes. Driven by <laughs> droids. So it, they're driven by droids. I thought that was super interesting, yeah. considering the fact that Sice very distinctly, much like Flix, is like not interested in this droid shit that yeah. Tig is doing. Uh, straight up just has droids piloting ships. Right. Um, it does feel like if this were to be canon, it feels like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. Right. Because you would have maybe. The... Maybe the reason it's droids piloting these ships and not people is because r2 takes out like four of them with one he shot. does um he does take out like the four of them which makes me think like we, we can't have r2 it makes me think people. after if he's that good with weapon systems why did he not help on the falcon is all i'm gonna say when they're escaping uh the death star but so he shot uh, four with one shot and there were only like four or five of them after them in that scene it's I I don't know if it's a testament to the weapon systems on this ship or if it's a like no Han Solo told Luke to get that co-pilot seat, though. That's true. If R2, if, if 3PO had been like, well, R2 is a masterful shot, no one would have believed him. He could, it's because he couldn't climb the ladder. <laughs> yeah, he, he couldn't, couldn't climb, climb the ladder. Yeah, it's, just, it's just not possible. The the his rocket boosters don't work no more. Yeah. Um. So, of course, Cease is pissed. Um, the other gangs now will know that it, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. So he's like, I need to restart now, basically. And he basically kicks Tig out, uh, disowns Tig. Yep. Um, yep. but yeah. And then our gang, um, is like, yay, we have, uh, captured the satellite and Kia's mm-hmm. like, and, and Thal's like, uh, or no, Kia's like, we can use this. This, this satellite's great. Um, and Thal's like, no, we have to destroy it, just like we always said. Uh, and 3PO's like, freedom is everybody's fight. And then he starts doing his martial yeah. arts and breaks his back again. Again. Yeah. For like the fourth time in this episode or something. Yeah. Something. It's, yeah, his running gag. And R2 puffs out his chest, which is interesting. Uh-huh. R2 puffs out his chest with pride after they're like, like R2, R2 should. Because R2 the freedom fighter. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting yeah. to see how they make, how they animate the droids to show emotion. Because uh-huh. imagine if you, they weren't allowed do to do that and they just had to like. Oh, no, they're droids. They can't move. Really. Talented. They're just like, yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. And that's uh, the second episode. Um, I I know you haven't. Trigon. I know you mm-hmm. haven't seen uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, but like with the end of episode two, I can very much be like, I wonder if I wonder if Tig is going to have a redemption arc if this show had gone on long enough. Yeah, I could see them doing that. Yeah, um, his dad, he was under his dad's thumb and he tried to prove himself and he failed. And then now he's going to come to realize that his dad's organization is 
terrible and he's going to join up with the droids and fight back. I don't know. if He loves droids more than people. I don't know if 80s uh, animated shows had gotten to that point yet. No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, I think it could have if they had gone long enough. But yeah. um, I think we only got 14 episodes. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, so that's the show. Um, yeah. So far, anyway, uh, the, the whole okay. the whole series um, is on uh, Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're into like 80s animation, I definitely think it's worth a look. Um, yeah, just because it it's it's fun. It's fun little little Star Wars. Um, and I, I definitely enjoyed watching it. Uh, I don't know if this was like a failing in me, but I found a lot of cast names, but I could not find the name of the voice actor for Tig. Oh, Tig's voice actor. Um, yeah, I'll I'll work here on the background. Uh, see if I yeah. can find. So something, like maybe so. maybe like I'll, if we find it, I'll include it in the episode description. So it'll be there. But uh, when you look at it on IMDb, there's only a handful of uh, I meant to look at the like actual episode credits. And that's probably where I have to go. It might be listed there. But on IMDb, it doesn't list his name. And when I Googled it earlier, um, BehindTheVoice.com didn't give me a name either. Interesting. So, yeah. 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 That is that is strange. That might be a thing that's out there. Uh, so if we find it, it'll be in the notes, in the show notes. But otherwise, uh, the rest of the cast who is named, uh, I have I have actors for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the... Um... Yeah, uh, I, I would. Would you like to see any of this um, moved into canon? And if so, what would you like to see uh, show up again? Hmm. I personally like some of the droid designs, uh, and I I like some of the droid designs. I think they're cool. I liked the white witch design also. I would like to see. Yeah, I like the white witch design. I would like to see Kia. I think she's a a fun character. Uh, yeah, Kia and her mother. I'm always down for like new rebel cells. Yeah, I feel like you could continue to like populate this world with like another cell because the, there's like thousands of planets. Yeah, that would be fun to see maybe in an upcoming uh, rebel spy show. That would be uh, wild. Would be fun. Uh, imagine if that happened. <laughs> if Kia Mall showed up in or Andor. her mom, right? Like or her mom. Yeah. 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 Wild. But yeah, um, but yeah, um, overall, very fun show. Um, mm-hmm. I had a good time. I would it. I would probably watch more of this over more Ewoks, but um, I think so. Too. Don't tell our our. Uh, sorry, sorry, Dulocs. Our Duloc friends. Yeah. Um, but maybe the Dulocs show up in this. I don't know. Uh, don't oh, my God. We never know. You never know. Um, so, yeah. So uh, with that, that's our episode. That's our deep dive. Um, yeah. As always, you can find us on Twitter at NR Archives Pod, on Instagram, on Instagram at New Republic Archives, uh, and of course, always uh, with all the other great Dueling Genre shows at DuelingGenre.com. Mm-hmm. Um, join the Patreon, uh, support our show and all the other shows on the Dueling Genre Network. Um, yeah, I've been on the Patreon again a couple times recently. I did a review for Nope with Nick, and I did a review for... Sandman with um, Scott and Chris O'Connor. So that that should be up by the time this goes out. I have not yet watched it. I am rereading it first. I am also rereading it. I mentioned on that pod that I read this book because of you, Tim. Yeah, I feel like uh, many people uh, around around my circle have that same uh, 
that uh-huh. same story because I just was like, everyone got to read this. You got to read this. You got to read this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love I love this. I'm rereading it and being like, man, this show, this this comic is freaking like R rated. I think they only get through the first two. Volumes, yeah, they get through Dollhouse. So. Right. That's what I heard. Uh-huh. That's what Scott told uh-huh. me, actually. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, you should check it out. But uh, I, I don't know. There's a lot it. of stuff they can't do. I don't know. We're net way, way off topic, but there's a lot of stuff they can't do in uh, in, in a Netflix show because there's so many uh, DC characters. Uh, yeah, they just don't. They just don't. Do yeah, that, they just yeah. like, oh, we can't have. Uh, well, no, don't they have? Uh, they have a, a Constantine. In, they do. In there. They call her Joanna Constantine. Which I love, uh, but John instead I of John and John because you don't have the rights to John Constantine. So well, and the thing that's interesting, also, yeah, you're right. Like they one, they don't have the rights. Into, okay, this we're so off yeah. topic. Um, we can always cut in this an and interview, stick it at the end if we want to. But yeah, in an interview uh, that like in that Hob Gadling story, Joanna Constantine does show up, but it doesn't make like it's. There's only two scenes that she's in in the whole season, and it doesn't make sense to have it be John the one time and then Joanna the other. There's no reason yeah. to connect them after six episodes. So just they just put her in both in both scenes. Yeah, it makes sense. And it works. Um, yeah. There's probably no Martian Manhunter. No. Nope. Uh, even though Martian Manhunter briefly shows up. Uh, I don't know. Do they do Dr. Destiny? Uh, they don't call him that. He's still just Don D. Okay. And he doesn't have the, like... Sort of zombie esque look that he has. Oh well, he's That's just okay. David Thewlis, and he's great. He's great. Okay, um, but yeah, so I don't know. There's 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 stuff that I'm like, oh, they can't quite do this, but it's fun. And man, that like mm-hmm. I said, that comic is so R rated, uh, and I love it. Yeah, I was like, man, I do not remember it being this like like uh-huh. graphic, um, but it's pretty graphic. But yeah, pretty anyway, graphic. it's good stuff. Love it. I'll probably out. at least have watched it, some right? of it by the end of this weekend. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, this is not anyway, Sandman. Yep. This is not the Sandman archives. This is the New Republic archives. Uh, and so with that, the um, the uh, the first two episodes of Droids have been entered into the archives. Hell yeah, we've done it. So uh, that adds we'll have to have a list of all the things that we've entered in the archives, because funny enough, uh, we are called the New Republic archives. And I feel like we don't have a list of the things. We don't that have we, an archive. We don't have an actual archive of all the things that we've talked about. <laughs> the show it's, is the archive. The show is too. the archive. Uh, so if you want it, you, you want to know what's to in it. it. You got to go through and it. And even you can't even really look at it. It's not really you can't even organize. It's not organized because if you read the episode titles, they don't really tell you exactly what it is. <laughs> they don't tell you anything. <laughs> so. Uh, Where it's this is what it's like to go like hunt down something in a library except it's we like, don't really have a jocasta new we don't have a jocasta new um, that's, that's the issue so we're just if we if we were a library and we just chucked books in a door and shut the door behind us that's what the archives <laughs> is like like yeah that's what the archives everything's is. Everything's here. Don't worry about it. But if you want to find it, <laughs> I, we've never heard of the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> Everything's. Yeah, it's just good luck. Um, so, yeah, anyway. Uh, but do remember uh, that until next time, uh, if it's not in the archives, it doesn't exist.
So yeah. <laughs> We've never heard of the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> it's true. It is true. I'm going to hit stop. Okay, me too.